We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Grinders Live here at Roto Grinders. I'm Turd Ferguson. I'm joined here by Will, and we've got a full day of basketball. Where I'm at, it's way too early in the morning. I am just pounding coffee as we speak here. But this is going to be an interesting day. Uh, we got, what, six games here on the slate. I'm joined by Chief Justice Will Priester. How you doing over there, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, definitely ready ready to get this slate kicked off. It's an exciting one. Uh, let's just not take people behind the curtain on what I'm doing today. It probably will come up. Just let's not give it to them early. I don't think anybody's going to agree, but I don't care. I mean, I like what you're doing. We talked a little bit about it pre-show, and I like what you're doing. It's honestly, it's an interesting slate. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to go on the first game. Like the Brooklyn-Milwaukee game, you could be screwed if you fade guys, or you could be entirely fine if you just take the entire first game off the slate here and don't even bother with it. But we'll get that to you soon. Just quick overview of the slate. What are your initial thoughts here? What are you thinking about a little bit? Any sports betting stuff you got going on? Is it legal over in Charlotte? You're over in Charlotte, right? North Carolina? Uh, That would be a negative. That's too bad. It's legal where I'm at, and I've already been placing bets all morning. Ooh, it's a fun (laughs) time. Gosh, I love that it's legal here. I have... Yeah, just every single morning, wake up, brew a cup of coffee, and look through five different sports betting sites for the best lines. It's it's a great way to start the day for a nice little degenerate like me. But what are your initial thoughts on the slate? Well, um, th- this first game is a mess. Uh, that that's my that's my initial thoughts. But you know, ironically, on FanDuel, there are just too many good value options because they're all pretty much under four K. 4K and under for these Brooklyn guys on FanDuel, you know, are they bad chalk? Are they good chalk? I think at least half of this team is good chalk, and I think the other half is is bad chalk. Uh, in terms of Milwaukee, I don't really feel good about playing anyone outside of, you know, the cheaper guys, maybe DiVincenzo or Sterling Brown or something like that. Just, you know, DJ Wilson, maybe the backups. I don't feel comfortable playing – any starters in that game. And I know we're going to get to a little bit more analysis on it, but overall, man, I just think um, this is probably the most weird slate we've had out of the past three or four days. And I think taking some stands is going to be how you're going to win some GPPs in this one. 
I mean, this is the weirdest NBA slate we've had for at least four and a half months, right? Yeah, I mean, that's for how sure. it works. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get this started. And I mean, we can mostly talk the overview and not really focus on sites too much uh, in the later games. But I feel like this first one, we definitely need to talk about FanDuel and then talk about DK. Over on DK, we look at projected ownership right now, and people aren't using a lot of these super cheap guys in the Brooklyn game nearly as much. Where we look over on FanDuel, like Karuk's is thirty percent owned. Uh, I can't even remember how did she, I, I? I didn't look up how to say most of the guys' names on on the Brooklyn Nets. So, but we got multiple guys here, four K and under, that are going to be twenty percent owned. So let's start off with Brooklyn here, like. Are you eating some of this, Jock? Uh, I think so. Um, I, I, and I like the fact that on FanDuel, because I, I think this is actually just more of a FanDuel discussion. I don't even think we really talk about too many guys on DK for this team because, you know, you got Tyler Johnson at 66 and, you know, a yeah. couple other guys that are really priced up. Uh, same thing for, um, for uh, geez, the, the little the other other guy. The little guy, uh, Garrett Temple. Same thing for Garrett Temple. So I don't think we're going to touch them as much on DK. But on FanDuel, you know, you got T.O.'s at 4K, Tyler Johnson at 4K. Uh, you know, I think one of those guys is going to get there. I like Tyler Johnson a lot today um, just because we've seen what he can do when basically he's one of the primary options. I mean, he could easily get 30 fantasy points in this spot. Uh, so I really like him a lot. Uh, Garrett Temple, look, I, I'm just being honest. I'm multi-entering today. So I'm going to get exposure to all of these cheap Brooklyn guys outside of the guys that, you know, I just don't think are going to get there. I actually think I like um, uh, Timothy Lawawa Cabarro. I think I like him a lot more than Garrett Temple in this spot. And I know Garrett Temple is, listen, he's a pro's pro. He's going to go out and do his job. But I, I just think Timothy gets that garbage run and uh, is able to put up a massive score on the backside of, the, of that particular game. Uh, same thing for Karuch. I think Karuch gets the minutes. I think he's involved just enough to get, you know, that, that 25 to 30 fantasy points. And, and I think that that may be able to carry us home on this slate um, because, you know, we're kind of log jammed at shooting guard anyway on FanDuel with you, you kind of have to choose Harden or Luka. I don't think you can play both. So I, I just I really like these cheap nets uh, to really give us uh, some value to pay up for some of these studs we may want or not pay up for the studs. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm over on FanDuel. I'm right there with you. Like, Chioza, Johnson, Crooks, all way too cheap. Even Gary Temple, all of them are way too cheap. Like, this is still a game where people have to be on the floor. It's that simple. Like, Brooklyn does not have many guys. They are going to – like, they still have a 106 implied team total. Like, 106 yes. points should be sp- scored plus or minus a few. And there's enough guys that have to be in the game with their price tags People are going to hit value. It reminds me of multiple years ago. Um, sorry, we just got Dante Hall will come up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, just that Krooks will start. I figured that much already. Uh, but, like, go ahead and rank these. And for me, it's Tyler Johnson, it's Krooks, it's Chioza, and then it's probably Temple, and then TLC. But, honestly, if TLC's ownership is going to be what we have it listed at, then I think that he might be a better play than Temple by a decent margin because he's only 100 bucks more expensive and he's uh, going to be way, way less owned, but go ahead and rank your Brooklyn players. And then tell me if you want to play anyone from Brooklyn over on DK. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's where it's at. I, for me, almost the same. Um, I, I think I've got TLC probably ranked a, a bit higher. Same thing for Justin Anderson. Uh, Justin Anderson is probably my number one play for Brooklyn or DK at 3K. Uh, I, I just think, you know, this guy, you know, I, I think he can get you 25 fantasy points in this spot. I definitely think he should get the minutes today. Uh, same way I feel about Timothy. I think these guys are going to going to go out and play a little bit in garbage time with, with a lot less defense. And so I, I'm really invested in, in those two guys particularly. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Jamal Crawford? We have a few uh, questions in the comment section here. I mean, he's, he's going to play today. How much? We don't really know. But he's sitting there at 3.8K over on FanDuel. He's sitting there over at 4.7 over on DK. Like, he may only get 15 minutes. Who knows how conditioned he is? Like, are you using him at all, or are you just full-on fading just because he's probably not going to play it enough? Well, I think in this particular scenario, if you're multi-entering uh, on FanDuel, maybe you get you, you know, 5%, 10%, maybe. Um, on DK, I'm just, I'm just really not interested in playing anyone outside of, you know, maybe Justin Anderson. And, and I'm not even playing TLC on DK. I mean, that's just too expensive. So probably mainly just Justin Anderson and maybe Karuk's on DK. Uh, I will say Chris Chios is just cheap enough that maybe you get a little bit of exposure, but I, I don't think you have to. Yeah, what about any of the big guys? Like, obviously, Milwaukee has some size. Brooklyn is still going to get destroyed, so it doesn't really matter who's guarding who. Um, but Dante Hall, Lance Thomas, like both of them are cheap. Both of them are cheap over on DK. Minutes are going to have to be played by someone because even if even if uh, Milwaukee blows them out, they're still probably going to have to throw some big guy in there towards the end because Milwaukee has a little bit of depth. Any interest in either of the big guys on this slate? No, and and, and that this was a tough call for me because originally when I started out the day. Um, I, I had planned to invest in Giannis and, and that was my, that was going to be my approach. But as I started going through the build and started looking at, uh, ownership projections, started looking at, you know, a little bit more of the salaries and just kind of digging into lineup construction as a whole. I'm just, I just don't think it's going to be profitable for me to play Giannis today. So I'm hitting the X button on pretty much all of the Milwaukee Bucks outside of, the bench players. Like I don't mind. And, and now that I know that um, uh, Connaughton isn't going to play a whole lot of minutes. I, I, I love guys like a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, a guy like Sterling Brown. Like th- those are the Milwaukee bucks that I want to invest in. I, I don't want to invest in the top part uh, of this lineup. So like a DJ Wilson is a guy that I'm probably going to invest in today. Just, you know, a very small percentage, but enough to where if this game is blown out at like eight minutes left in the third quarter and Brooklyn's down 30, you got to think the bitch is going to get run and they're just going to let these guys roam free in what is essentially going to be a YMCA pickup game. So I'm I'm really interested in these other guys from, from Milwaukee because I don't like to predict blowouts, but this is certainly going to be a blowout. I mean, if you had to pick one blowout over the last 15 years, this is probably the top spot here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what do you think about Robin Lopez? I mean, yeah, he's 3.2K. Like, uh, he, he, we've seen him before in the I, past get some run and, and – yeah? I, 
don't hate it. I just think I just think they played DJ Wilson before they you know rolled out old man Robin Lopez and Ursan Ilyasova today. It garbage time. I just that's just that's just the way I think they would do it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's fair. Um, all right, anything else about this game? Like it's it's pretty easy, like just mix and match your ownership over on Brooklyn. There's five or six guys to pick from. But if you're mass multi-entering, it's a, it's going to be an interesting little day for you. Um, let's move on to the next game here. we got Dallas going up against Sacramento. It is a 137 total, I believe, right now. A lot of high totals today. A lot of high totals every day in the bubble. Um, who are you looking at on FanDuel and DK over on this? I mean, we got Fox up here at the top. we got Luca up here at the top. And we got Porzingis up here at the top in terms of how many points will likely get scored. We talked about Porzingis a little bit and Luca a little bit before the show. You wanna you wanna tell people what you're doing or just keep that to yourself? Oh, listen, <laughs> I don't mind telling people what I'm doing. They know I, I like I like to keep it real. I'm all in on Porzingis today. Lock button, hundred uh, percent. Every lineup. Uh, if it burns me, it burns me. But I am I am going all in. Uh, he's a guy I really like. I think Delon Wright is really good value on FanDuel and DK even at forty one hundred. I think this is a really good spot for him. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is another one that's really good on FanDuel. FanDuel just has some guys that I feel like are really mispriced today. On DK, he's 6,100, so I'm not as interested. Uh, but I think I think the big news is, of the day is, you know, Chris Ash Porzingis, I'm just – I'm hitting a lot button, 100%. And, and I think he's going to dominate this team. Uh, we've seen, you know, Rashawn Holmes get in some foul trouble early, uh, dealing dealing with primetime, you know, big man. And I think Chris Tapps is a, is a primetime big man in this league. I think, you know, people kind of forgot how good he was because of the injury. And I think this four months off, if you look at his production, it's essentially gave him a whole nother offseason to come back and be a stud again. And I think it's showing in his recent play and at 9K on, on DraftKings with the guy that's been putting up, you know, 60-plus fantasy points. And I, I think he could be on his way to 60-plus again as long as this game isn't a blowout. Uh, that That's just I, – I think it's a lock button. Him and Luca have pretty much been – on an even playing field since this break, you know, prior to the break, Luca was scoring 60 and Porzingis, you get 30, you get 40. I know it's only a couple games, but he looks really good. And I, I think a lot has to do with the layoff and him getting more healthy. So Porzingis is the lock button. And I think that the other news that uh, you want me to share, and I'm going to share it. I'm, I am not playing Luca Doncic today on FanDuel. Uh, I'm giving him the X button. I had to take some stands. So he's getting the X today. I'm not telling you to do that as a listener. Obviously, Luke is a great play, but just for how I'm approaching my build today, I am hitting the let the X button on Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mind that strategy at all. Like, and I'm right there with you on Porzingis. Like, he has been on a tear, or he was on a tear before the break started. Like, he had two rough games against San Antonio and against Indy. He just shot terrible. Like, he just shot terrible, so he stopped shooting. He went four for 15 three for 17. But outside of that, we look at what he's done. 52 points last game versus Phoenix, 70 versus Houston, even though that game went to OT, if I remember correctly, 62 versus Memphis, 66 versus the Pelicans, 75 versus Minnesota. Over his last seven games, he's had four of them over 60, two of them over 70, and all but two of them over 50. Like he's been on an absolute tear. He's taking 20 plus shot attempts per game. There's a good matchup going up against Sacramento. He should absolutely smash here. He's way, way too underpriced in comparison to Luca, considering they're basically doing the same amount. This is a two head monster. Both of them just chuck the ball all game long. They're doing it all over the place. 
I love Chris Stapps in this matchup. He's my favorite play on the board. And currently we have him pegged at 1% ownership on DK, which no way. Based off of you. Yeah, that's, that's, that can't be possible. That, that like, can't be right. I don't, I don't think that's right. Uh, but let, let me say, yeah, I don't think that's right. I, I mean, I, I you just, alone will have, cause 1% ownership <laughs> on, on DK. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm all over. What about over on the Sacramento side here? I mean, you already said you like Tim Hardaway Jr. a little bit over on FanDuel for Dallas. But what about Sacramento here? When we've got De'Aaron Fox, probably going to draw a lot of ownership. We've seen what he did right when he got back into the bubble, put 33 shot attempts. Next game, Orlando, a little bit of a rough outing, only put up 10 shot attempts. This is a game that may or may not be close. And if it is close, it's probably going to be Fox to keep it fairly close here. Are you bringing it back with Fox? Are you bringing it back with Holmes? Are you bringing it back with anyone over on the other side with knowing that you're locking in Porzingis? Yeah, I'm going to have some Holmes. I'm going to have some uh, Nemanja Bielitsa. Uh, and I, I'm actually fading Fox as well. Um, but th- those are the two guys that I'm, I'm going to have some exposure to. I thought about playing Buddy Heel today. I mean, I really consider playing Buddy Heel. I, I just don't like what's going on with his minutes. I just, I, I really, this is very disappointing uh, with, with him playing 20 minutes a game right now. I, I just, this is terrible. I, I don't, this is terrible. So I, I can't, I just, I can't. What are your thoughts on it? Is it terrible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen. Buddy Hill can come on to Charlotte right now. We'll, we'll create some room for him. He can play 30 minutes. Uh, and I'm not saying he's the best player in the world, but I definitely think he should be getting more than 20 minutes on this particular team. So, um, once again, this is just terrible. Yeah, I don't understand why they're doing it. They're still in the playoff hunt. Like, playoff hunt is wide open in the West for the eighth and ninth spot because they have that playing game. Um, yeah, so I don't understand either, but I don't mind that. Maybe one day he'll get some minutes, but. I'm right there with you on everything else. I probably like Fox a bit more than you do. Like, I'm probably going to be bringing back Fox in most of my lineups. I might, like, depending, side dependent, I might lock button Porzingis today right there with you. So, yeah, it, it, it'll either go really good for me or really bad, but I don't really see a way that he fails. Like, obviously, he can shoot bad. Anything can happen. Kristoff's is taking stuff off, but, like, he's probably going to put up 20 shot attempts in this game. He's going to get it done in other areas, and this is a decent matchup. Plus, the ownership difference between him and Luca and the price savings. It's just fantastic here, but anything else about this game? Are you ready to move on to Phoenix versus the Clippers? Nah, we can move on, man. Ready to go. All right. Just motor it on through. We got Phoenix versus the Clippers. The Clippers are nine point favorite, I believe, or eight and a half. Decent total here. two twenty-nine. Uh One of the best plays on the slate. I seem to be gathering from a lot of people is Paul George. Uh, 8.1K, a little bit underpriced there. A lot of guys up at the top are going to get draw way more ownership with Harden and Luka. Like, are you looking at any of these Clippers players? This might be a blowout. It might not. But a little bit underpriced here for George and probably a little bit underpriced here for Kawhi. Then over on the other side, we got Aiden that's way underpriced here at 7.5K. He's been absolutely crushing. And I think he's going to continue to do that. We got Rubio in a decent matchup. Beverly's not playing a ton of minutes here, so we have to worry about his defense a little bit less. Like, who are you targeting in this game right now on both DK and Fandy? Man, listen, uh, I, we've hit my second lock button of the day. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is a lock button. At, at 9,100 on, on DK, and listen, you, you come over to FanDuel, it's even worse. Uh, he's, he's like 8,500 or 86. I can't remember exactly, but either way, matter of fact, let me, let's get the, the 8,600. 
Lock button on both sides. No way I don't hit the lock button. This guy's got 60-point upside uh, on, on any given slate. Terribly underpriced. And, and I think maybe they're thinking that the algorithm maybe projects that this is going to be a blowout. I'm not so certain that this is going to be a blowout. Phoenix has been playing really competitive basketball in the bubble. So I'm, I'm not writing them off at all. So Kawhi's a lot, but obviously I'm going to have plenty of exposure to Paul George. Uh, and I'm thinking about, you know, whether or not I get, get some exposure to, uh, to, um, God, I, I gotta, I gotta get back. I gotta start remembering these names. Sorry guys. To Ivaka Zubak. I'm considering it at 4.5K, um, just as kind of another cheap guy, especially when a lot of guys are going to be on Karuk's. Uh, I think Zubak, I, Zubak's not going to play nearly as many minutes as Karuk's, okay? So so in, in terms of minute equity, they're not the same. But in a matchup here where Zubak may have to play three or four extra minutes uh, to combat with DeAndre to com- combat with DeAndre Ayton, uh, I don't hate it at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't mind that call at all. He should be in for a decent amount of minutes with Harold still out. So they're going to need him, although he could get into foul trouble. It's still don't mind that play there. The price tag's right, and the ownership I don't think is going to be terribly high because people just generally don't like playing him regardless. What about over on the Phoenix side? Like, we look at the ownership here. Aiden's going to draw all of it. Like, Booker coming in at 6%. Rubio coming in at 1.18%, which seems way too low over on DK, in my opinion. He's been playing decent in the bubble. 41 points in one game, 34 points in the other game. Like, this is a decent matchup here. He's going to be probably play 30-some-odd minutes. He's going to shoot. He's going to get it done in other areas here. I really like Rubio in this spot here, considering his price tag and considering his uh, probably uh, ownership. Yeah, for sure. I think Rubio is a great play on both sides. Um, and today you're really going to kind of hear me di- differentiate my approach between the sites because, you know, Rubio 6,700 on DK, he's, you know, him and Aiton I think are extremely playable on both sites. Uh, at at 8,400 for Devin Booker on DK, I don't think he's necessary. On FanDuel where he's under 8K at about 7,600, much better pricing. I, I think you get your exposure over there if that's what you're considering. Cam Johnson, 5,100 on DK. I think he's 4,100 on FanDuel. Uh, but, you know, mainly I, I, I want exposure to Rubio, Booker, and Aiton. Th- those are going to be my main guys. No secret there. And I think FanDuel is, is where you get most of your exposure to Booker. Rubio and Aiton Rubio on both sides. Not really interested in the secondary pieces like, you know, Kaminsky. I know Cameron Payne's kind of been playing some minutes, but even though he's 3,200, I'm, I'm not playing Cameron Payne. You know, I, I'm just not really going to touch the secondary guys. Rubio, Booker, Aiton. That's where you want to stake your flag. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Like, I'm not really, I'm not really a big Booker fan. Like, I, I generally don't play him unless the spot's right, and they always just destroys me. But yeah, like Aiden, just if you're not including ownership, he's it stands out as an absolutely fantastic plan. And let's look at his game log here real quick, guys. If you haven't already bought Roto Grinders Premium, eh, you should probably do that. Lots of things. Uh, Lineup HQ has pretty much everything there. So guys get signed up, but like against Washington, he had 50 points, but look at what he was doing before the break. And you are you have a 7.5K guy in a matchup that's not that bad for him. And he can go off a 65-70. Like, what are the odds that eight and out scores harden in this matchup? Probably 15%. That's more than what I'm willing to go with. That's why I think you're muted still. Yeah, um, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I definitely say 15%. Maybe even 
Mm, yeah, let's go with 15 because, you know, I almost want to push it to 20 because Aiton does have 60-point upside, and Harden could easily go out and put up 50 today, and Aiton could put up 60, and that's the difference between, you know, your, your mid-range build and, and your stars and scrubs build. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm really liking the mid-range build just because of Aiton and Porzingis. Um, obviously a little bit different from site to site, but that I, you're really selling me more on this whole fade the studs today on, on the slate. Oh, so, you're giving my strategy away. <laughs> I mean, I, mean you oh, I don't mind, guys. Hey, listen, the listeners know I'll give it out. I, I don't, I don't mind telling them what I'm thinking. I'm always going to give them exactly my approach, and that doesn't mean it's going to work every day. But you know, it's it's just the way I see it. Um, I mean, it's always we'll get, good to know that if they lost money because of you, that means you probably lost more money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, let's move on to the next game here. We got Orlando going up against Indiana. Like, so one guy that we absolutely have to talk just keeps getting a price rage or raise, and it's still not enough. Over on FanDuel, like, he's got to be the chalkiest guy on the slate, in my opinion. Warren went up for last two games in the bubble, 67 fantasy points, 74 fantasy points. He's getting all the usage in the world. He's doing everything. He's getting all the minutes. A little bit tougher matchup going against Orlando, although they're not quite as great defensively as they have been in the past, and they haven't really been playing that great of defense in the bubble. But, like, Warren at 6,400, FanDuel, are you full-on locking him in? Um, No. He, he's not my lock button today. I I, I just – I can't do it. I, I don't think today is the day for me to uh, lock in T.J. Warren – but I will have some exposure. Obviously, I've already told you I'm locking in Kawhi Leonard. So that takes up one of my small forward spots anyway. But, uh, yeah, I just I, – I can't play T.J. Warren today in, in terms of a lock button. I will have exposure. I, I think he's a fine play. I do think Oladipo plays today, which may cut in a little bit – cut into a little bit of that usage. But I still think he's got 40-point upside. I, I do think he may be priced out of this particular matchup on D.K., but on FanDuel, I definitely think you you want to get some exposure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just way too cheap. What about the second guy? We didn't know how many minutes he was going to play yesterday. We thought it was going to be a lot less than he did. Turns out he, they just decided to play him for 34 minutes. Had a decent little outing. Brogdon, second in of back-to-back, obviously coming off an injury. 55% projected ownership over on DK, which – He's just way too cheap over there, even if only plays 25-plus minutes. Oladipo might be coming back. Oladipo will probably cut into his usage a little bit with what Warren's doing. He's probably cutting his usage a little bit. Means he has him as a core play. Noto has him as a conviction play. What are your thoughts on Brogdon, especially over here on DraftKings where he's just way too darn cheap? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where you get your exposure. at 5,400, definitely underpriced there. I think that's really good value because, I mean, I think in your head, and I always like to think in terms of how much I think a guy will score that day. And obviously, you know, I'm not into, I'm not trying to predict the future. I'm trying to get a reasonable outcome out of the price that they're at. And so with Brogdon being at 5,400, I think a reasonable expectation is around 35 fantasy points in this spot. And so at that particular rate, I mean, that's that's exceptional value uh, for his price point. So I, I think he's a great play on DK. Uh, obviously, you know, I've been playing Miles Turner a lot of the past two slates, rather. Uh, he's burned me pretty bad. Will not be investing in Turner today only because I, I think the matchup 
warrants the fade. And like I said, you know, it's kind of how I'm trying to approach the slate. So those are just little decisions, you know, that I'm going to make here. Um, but all in all, I like Brogdon on DK. Um, not not as much on FanDuel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. Like, the price tag is just too cheap right now. It's just tough to fade him, but he's going to come in at 56% ownership. Like, is there a chance that they only play him for like 20 minutes in this matchup? The problem is it's supposed to be close. Like he's coming back from a hamstring injury, if I remember correctly. And like, I don't see many ways that he doesn't at least hit value at his price tag. Like I, 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 I hate playing 55, 56, 60% owned guys. And that's what we're probably going to have here with Brogdon. I don't know. Maybe like, Maybe it's a decent idea to see how the first two games play out since this one's going to be in five hours. See how the first two games play out. See if you have to catch up. And if you do, maybe switch stuff around off of Brogdon. But uh, we'll, we'll see what swaps we have on off of him later on. What about over on the Orlando side? Vooch is going to be one of the highest-owned centers on the slate. Priced 7.8K on both sides here. 23% ownership and 32% ownership. Is Vooch a guy that you're going to be using much of today? Yeah, I like Vooch a lot. Um, you know, I, I've definitely got some exposure to him. I, I think I think it's great pricing. Once again, you know, and I, th- I think now is a good time to kind of talk about this. I've been talking about kind of my approach today in terms of my strategy, and I, I think today I'm going I'm I'm going to have a lot of mid range players. I'm going to be fading a lot of high profile players just because you know you get guys like Vooch, you get guys like Kawhi, Paul George, Rubio. Uh, you know, guys in that mid-range, uh, Brogdon, who's a little bit cheaper, but kind of still in the mid-range. Uh, you'll get, you know, uh, uh, Westbrook at 9,400, under 10K. They're just a plethora of guys. Porzingis at 9K. A plethora of guys that are under 10K that I think have immense upside today. And obviously, uh, Nikola Vucevic is in that. So I, I love him today. I do think the ownership is a touch high um, or, or a tad bit higher than I wanted it to be. But with how I'm approaching my build, I'm just, I'm just going to have to accept that. Uh, but I, you definitely got to have some Nikola Vucevic shares for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might not, but I know I should. <laughs> but guys, if you haven't sh- signed up for sharp side yet, go ahead and do that. Mean will made some lock bets today. Don't know if we have the graphics work as we did. Cause this show was so darn early in the morning here. But this game is actually where my lock bet's at. I have, I think Indy's going to win this one. Like, they're currently a one-and-a-half-point dog. My lock bet is Indy on the money line here at plus 103. I don't mind taking Indy plus one-and-a-half. I don't mind, like, pretty much anything. Like, I think Indy wins this one, even on the second end of back-to-back. Like the, and With Oladipo coming back, even if Brogdon's a little bit limited with all these guys playing, I, I, I think that they end up pulling this one off here. I, I'm a big fan of this bet. I have it on – I think one or two different sites for sports betting too. Uh, but th- it, it's my sharp side lock. If you haven't signed up for it, you guys just lock lock contest gets free money for doing almost no work. You just pick one at the beginning of every day. Your streak gets up to five and you start making money for every correct pick you get after that. So guys get signed up for sharp side, getting out of the competition. Well, what was your lock bet of the day? I think you talked about it in the expert survey too. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, my lot better today. I, I looked at this uh, Celtics Heat game. You know, I saw I had a total, you know, around 220, 221, somewhere up in there. And so that's kind of my lot better today. I'm taking the under on this game. Um, I, I think it's going to be competitive. 
But in my head, you know, this is more of a 104 to 109 game, not necessarily a 112 to 108 game, which is kind of how they how they have it posted. Boston minus three and a half. Uh, I think this is a game that can definitely go under. And so, you know, that that's the approach I took. I, I think that's a good one there. All right. Well, anything else we want to talk about here or should we move on to that game? Oh, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, on to the next one. we got Boston against Miami, 220.5 total here. Boston is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. we got some interesting guys here. Butler going to be heavily owned, but he's just priced a little bit too low here at 7.2K. we got Bam Adebayo, decent matchup here. Tatum probably not going to draw a lot of ownership because it's not a great matchup. Like, I'm trying to figure out what to do. This is the confusing game, like. We know that we've already talked about the plays in the other games. There's very clear plays in all those other games. This one may not be terribly high scoring here, and I'm just trying to figure out who I should target from this game and can't really find anyone that I really want to. Like, who are you thinking about in this game? Well, main, the main person I'm targeting from this game is Kelly Olynyk uh, at $3,800. Um, I, I think that's too cheap for the output we've been getting. Um, you know, played 23 minutes against Denver, played 30, 30 minutes against Toronto. Um, so I think a reasonable expectation of minutes is around 25 minutes. And at 3,800 with, with what he's been giving us, I, I just, I, I think it's too cheap. So I think Kelly Olenek is a way that you can get off, you know, some of the, some of the chalkier plays on FanDuel. Now you have to play him at center, which makes, which changes, you know, your lineup construction. But that's probably a good thing on today's slate, where now you can kind of maybe fade some of the Brooklyn chalk, some of it, and play a guy like him at, at, at center. I mean, if he gets you 30 fantasy points, I mean, you're pretty much set as long as everyone else shows up. And on DK, especially at 3,800, I just think that's incredibly too low. So Kelly Olenek is my favorite value play of, on the day on DK. Um, and Jimmy Butler is obviously too cheap, so obviously he would be my second favorite play. Olenek and Butler would be who I'm playing the most uh, on DK. Um, I, I just think those are two phenomenal plays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Butler just too cheap for what he offers here, and it looks like he's a good Vixen play here for Noto. Um, people asking in the chat, what are your thoughts on t- Tyler Hero? I mean, obviously there's some other – semi chalky guys that are pretty cheap. Any interest in playing Hero on the slate? I mean, look, at 3.1K, uh, I, I think it's fine. I don't think Tyler Hero has 40, 30 to 40-point upside with everyone healthy. At 3.1K, obviously, I think it's fine. I think he can go out and get you 20 fantasy points. Even if he gets you 25, you're fine. Like, you can win a GPP with Tyler Hero getting 20 to 25 fantasy points. But I just – I don't think his ceiling is higher than Kelly Olenek with everyone healthy. And so if you want to get exposure to Tyler Hero, listen, please get exposure. But I, I just don't think – I think his ceiling is capped with everyone completely healthy. Yeah, what about Kemba Walker here? Obviously hasn't been getting a ton of play in the bubble. But you look at his FanDuel price tag here, 4.8K. Like, he can do, get some work done here. Any interest in Kemba? Yeah, on FanDuel, I think, you know, I, I'm fading Kemba on FanDuel until they tell me his minutes are back to, you know, close to normal, um, which is why his price has been taking a massive dip, obviously. But at 4800 I definitely think, you know, you should get you some exposure on FanDuel. I'm not doing it, okay? I, I'm not playing Kemba Walker. I think, the, I think the Brooklyn guards are better value 
uh, because they're going to play a lot more minutes than Kemba. And uh, I kind of wrote this up on the expert survey too, but I think it's good to note that, you know, when I looked it up, very small sample size, but I still thought it was pretty relevant. Half of the, Most of these Brooklyn guys are averaging over a point per minute, over a fantasy point per minute with all those guys off the floor. So you got to expect Tyler Johnson, Chioza, these cheap guys. I think a reasonable expectation is 25 to 35 fantasy points, which in my eyes makes them a better play than, you know, most of the other values you're going to get at the position. Yeah, that's a tough part. It's like it's marginal value, like going from – Tyler Johnson to Kemba, like, yes, you're getting less ownership, but you're getting a lot less safety, less minutes, and less upside in all likelihood, unless Kemba just decides to go out and play a decent amount of minutes here. So I hear you there. What about, like, Tatum, Brown, Hayward? you targeting any of these three? Yeah, I mean, I think they're okay. I do have a little bit of Tatum on FanDuel. Uh, and, guys, I know you're probably hearing me fade a lot of guys. It's just because of the way my build has broken out today. Um, and so, you know, you kind of have to separate my thought process and how I'm approaching it from, you know, from how this, from how you would look at it. Obviously, I think Jalen Brown and and, uh, and and Hayward are going to be okay plays. I don't think they're necessary, though. I don't think they're guys you have to have in your build. Uh, for that reason, I don't have any Jalen Brown. I don't have any Gordon Hayward. I do have some Tatum because I feel like he's got the highest upside on this team. Uh, Daniel Tice on DK isn't bad at 4,900. So I think if you want to get a little bit of exposure to him, I think that's okay. But most guys on this team, most of this game I'm fading outside of, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kelly Olenek, and and uh, Jason Tatum. Outside of those three guys, it's pretty much a, a fade for me. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've said enough of them this. We got – we're motoring through, but we want to – this is – Last game of night's definitely an interesting one, so we want to save a little bit yes. extra time for that and yes. then get a little to a few questions. Houston, Portland, 244 total. Gonna be close. Houston's only a three and a half point favorite. Like I'll let you start about what you think about Harden and Westbrook, because I know you got some thoughts on them. Yeah, so uh Harden is another full fade for me, uh on on fan duel only. On fan duel only. Uh, but guys, listen, I'm not telling you to fade James Harden. I'm just expressing to you what I'm doing based on how I see the build going today for myself. So when I talk about fading a lot of high profile players, I pretty much X out everybody over, you know, 10 and 11 K. I, I don't have anybody in my player pool, uh, over 10 K today. Everybody's 10 K and under, um, just because I think there's massive upside with a guy like Westbrook. I think there's massive upside you know, with a guy like Dame Lillard under under slightly under 10K on DK and I think around 9,300 on FanDuel. I think there's massive upside in the Porzingis today. Uh, I think there's, you know, massive upside in playing a lot of these mid-range guys, Paul George, Kawhi. I, I, I just feel like that's where the upside is. And so I'm fading every high-profile player. I know they're going to get the ownership, uh, but I'm going to live and die with it. And so today is one of those days where if all the mid-range hits, uh, I'm I'm going to be riding the wave to the money. If none of them hit or if they don't do as well as I hope and the studs still go off for 70, well, I'm probably going to lose everything. But that's tournament strategy. And so I uh, really like Westbrook today at 9,400. I, I just think it's still incredibly cheap for this particular matchup. So I, I'm, I'm all in pretty much on Westbrook today. I know I've kind of talked to you guys about a lot of players, but that, that's the approach I'm taking. I, these mid-range guys, I'm hammering the mid-range today like never before. So 
I, lo- I love Harden, love this game environment, obviously. Daniel House, I think he can get some exposure. Uh, I don't think you, you ever need to play P.J. Tucker outside of a two-game slate, so he's getting the X button, obviously. Uh, Covington, I think he's got the upside. I don't like the price on DK at 7,100, so uh, don't really have much exposure to him. But, you know, Russell and Harden, Daniel House, I think, are your main targets from this team on both sides. Uh, however, I am fading Harden today and investing extremely heavily in Westbrook. All right. I like that call. Like, I might be doing the same thing. I'm, I'm just following you all over the place today, Will, just so you know. Me and you, we're in this together. Uh, what about over on the Portland side here? I mean, Nurk has been putting up massive outings in the bubble. Yes. 50. 54 priced at 8.5 K keeps getting an increase. Not going to draw a lot of ownership of that price tag. Dame went off the last game versus Boston 60 points. He's another guy that I think is a decent pivot off of Harden and Luca. Like who are you looking at over on Portland? Which guys are you targeting? Guessing you're probably staying away from Mello and Hassan because they're just not worth it. It's- oh no. Oh, man, no. Now, Melo's not worth it on, on DK, so I'm not playing him on DK. On FanDuel, I have a fair amount. Melo's like 4800 Yeah, he's a little bit cheaper over there. Yeah, so I, I, I've got plenty of Melo on FanDuel, not invested on DK. Nurkic is the guy I want to talk about from this team. Look, Dane's going to get his. CJ's been playing out of his mind. So has Yusuf Nurkic. If you look at what Nurkic has done since he's come back, uh, I checked the numbers on it this morning. Obviously, it's going to be a small sample size because he's just starting to play. But if you look at these numbers, Nurkic is off the charts right now. 28% usage rate, 28.7 to be exact, averaging 1.71 fantasy points per minute since his return. That's been in 65 minutes. And obviously, we've seen the demise of Hassan Whiteside in this lineup. I, I just think... Once again, another mid-range player that can get me 50 to 60. I, I love Nurkic today. I'm going to be well over the field. Not a lot button, obviously. But I'm going to be incredibly over the field on Nurkic today. Uh, re- just really think he's, a, he's a, a great investment. Along with Dane, I'm not really a C.J. McCollum guy. But I can't overlook his performances recently in the bubble. And I think it's because this team wants to win. They want the HC like nobody else in this bubble. Uh, I think they can get it as long as they hit the threshold and get within, I think it's three games or four games, something like that. I think this is a pivotal game today. Uh, If they win this game, this is going to give them a chance to keep getting closer to that HC. Really like Portland. CJ, Nurkic, Lillard, all guys I'm going to have exposure to. Yeah, what about Zach Collins here? Like, probably no, not over on FanDuel, but over on DK, sitting there at 4.3K. We saw what, how much ownership we got the first night. Now he's only projected for about 22. Not going to get you a ton of points, and there are some other decent value players. Are you playing Collins, or are you just avoiding him? Full fade on Collins. Uh, don't hate him. I don't hate him. But like I said, I've got a really small player pool today, and I, I know you guys can't see what I have. Uh, but just to give you an idea, let me go back because I, I talked about it earlier. I've got 30 players in my player pool today. So I'm really, really condensed in how I want to approach this slate. I'm really heavy on a lot of guys that I think are going to get there. And um, that, that's the approach I'm having. I've excluded 91 players out of my player pool, if anybody wants to know. I've got 30 players. So I'm really heavily invested in the guys that I like today. Uh, this is probably about the most condensed I've ever been on an NBA slate. I usually hover around 40 players, maybe. 
Usually I hover about around 40 to 43 players. And today I'm at 30. That tells you how much I like this mid range and, and, and why I'm fading a lot of these high upside, uh, higher price guys. I think they're going to be fine. I think, you know, one of them's probably going to get 60, 70. I don't know who, but if the mid range guys show up, uh, it's going to be a really good day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, We'll see what happens. The guys, go ahead and drop those QQs in. We've gotten some throughout the show that I want to make sure that I get to. Uh, let's start off with the first one. It is going to be who are the cash game locks? I mean, you're a big cash game guy, if I remember correctly. Well, you do tournaments too, but who are your favorite cash game plays? Over on FanDuel, I feel like it's a few Brooklyn guys and then paying up for a few guys, but who's your cash game locks over there? Well, I, honestly, I, I think on FanDuel, it's one, it's one of the cheaper Brooklyn guards. Uh, take your pit, Chioza or Johnson. And then I think you lock in Kawhi Leonard and catch. He's 8,600. Like, there, there's no reason to not play Kawhi in, in, in a cash game. I, I think he's the, he's the lock of the day over there. Um, you know, and Paul George is still too cheap at 7,700, I think. So those are some cash game guys. But I think Kawhi Leonard – is the absolute lock of the day in cash games. All right. I like that thought there. Uh, Tyler Hero or Justin Anderson? Single entry GPP. Um, Justin Anderson. All right. How about going Westbrook and Dame in the same lineup? I'm assuming that you're okay with that. And oh, absolutely. That. Absolutely. Um, instead of Hero, what's another value play that is not on the heat? It's Brooklyn over on FanDuel. And then... Um, on, on FanDuel? Uh, Brooklyn. Oh, it, it, he didn't mention a site, but uh, over on FanDuel, oh, you got multiple. I mean, Kelly Olenek is the next value for the Heat. Oh, he's saying not on the Heat. Uh, but it, Oh, it's not. A, yeah, pretty much Brooklyn players. Crew. Yeah, let, let's, yeah, Brooklyn players. Um, sleepers of the day. We kind of already went over that. Porzingis uh, is a sleeper. This ownership is as low as they're projecting it to be. If, I mean, if it's, I, I, if it's triple or quadruple what they're projecting it to be, it's still too low. It's still too low. I mean, on FanDuel, we've got Porzingis projected at 3% right now. Three. On DK, we had it projected at around 1%. Is that right? 1%. Yeah. I think that's too low. But if that's right, uh, you need to be jamming in Porzingis. That, that, that's, that, I mean, that's all the tournament leverage you need. I did not want a mass multi-answer today. I might have to. Like, I haven't, I haven't created a single lineup. I generally do them after the show, but as long as the contests aren't filled, I'm going to have a really fun 40 to f- 35 to 40 minutes right after the show. This is not going to be great, but yeah. Um, let's look real quick at your value plays. You got Wright and Olenek. We didn't really talk about Wright too much over on Dallas uh, during the show. Like, You want to expand on that a little bit while we wait for some more questions? Yeah, I mean, I think if, uh, you know, if uh, if Curry's going to be out, which they're pretty much saying he's doubtful, probably not going to play uh, with a bruise or something like that. I think DeLon Wright, if he gets you, you know, 25 to 30 minutes in this spot, uh, I think that's a fine price. He's 3,800 on FanDuel, and I think he's 4,100 on DK. Is that right? Yeah, pretty sure it's 4,100. I mean, I think that's incredible value. So, you know, and, and what should be a pretty – High-scoring game, um, I, I think he gets some exposure to DeLon Wright because, you know, he's also a guy that if they take Luke off the floor, they'll let him play point guard. Then you're probably asking, well, Chief, what about Trey Burke sitting down here at 3,600? I think Trey Burke is okay. 
Uh, but I also know they could possibly roll out J.J. Barea. They could do some other wonky thing. But DeLon Wright is a guy that I think has stable minutes in this particular matchup today. So that's why I, I like him a lot. All right, best player on Orlando. I, bu- I assume both of us are going to say Vooch. Well, yes, but Aaron Gordon is too cheap on FanDuel. He's 5,600, 5,600, somewhere up in there. Incredibly too cheap on FanDuel. I think you get your exposure to Aaron Gordon over there. Yeah, uh, any interest in Brooke Lopez for center for GP uh, negative. FanDuel? Yeah, I'm negative. on the same page. Uh, opinion on Hardaway Jr. with Curry out. You said you liked him over on FanDuel? Yeah, Hardaway Jr. is too cheap on FanDuel. I think he's 5,200. Uh, so I, I really like him there. I, I probably won't play him on DK at 6,100, but 5,200, great price. Great price. Um, looks like Alex Len is available to play today. Is today Tuesday? Today is Tuesday. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, Temple or right for FanDuel Cash? Uh, I'd probably go Temple for Cash. I, I think Temple's got – he's probably going to play – well, let's hope he plays 30 minutes today. I, I think that's where – about about – I think that's about around where he'll be in terms of minutes, around 30 minutes. All right, I'm looking through, trying to find questions we didn't answer earlier. Um, a lot of people talking about Brooke Lopez, definitely not playing that him. Um, is TJ Warren a must-have? No, I, I don't think he's a must. Um, but I think on FanDuel, you need to have exposure. But I do not think he's a must-play. All right, thoughts on Tice? I like Tice on DK, where he's 4,900. Uh, I know he's slightly over that on FanDuel. I think around 52. I don't hate it, but I don't think it's necessary. All right. PG or Booker, same price? PG. I like that answer there. FanDuel GPP, THJ and Porzingis or Kawhi Aaron Gordon? Uh, Kawhi Aaron Aaron Gordon to me. Um, Well, no. Let's go THJ Porzingis. Sorry. For tournaments. I'm sorry. For tournaments. Yeah. Let's go Porzingis and THJ. The the ownership is going to, I mean, too easy. Too easy. Uh, Tatum or Porzingis, cash game FanDuel? I'm still playing Porzingis. I like that. I like that. Temple or Mellow? Which site? Doesn't say. I'm going to assume DK. And if it's DK, I'm going to say neither. If it's FanDuel, I'm probably going to side with Melo. All right. Riding the Brogdon shock? On DK, absolutely. All right. Any Reggie Jackson on FanDuel today? I don't don't hate that call at 4,100. You know, Lou Will is out of uh, quarantine now. That does not mean he's going to play today. Um, He could, but I I think at 4,100, I think he's leveraged on some of these other cheaper Nets guards. I still don't think it's necessary, but I totally get it. All right, guys. Well, we have just run out of time here. Will, it's been fun. Thanks for joining me. You get everyone out there, good luck on your contest tonight. We're out of here. See you, kids.